Mom Friend Hotline, how may I help you? Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Mom Friend Hotline. It is I, Yasmina, and today I will be talking to you about setting boundaries. This is going to be a three-part series, this one being the first one and the next ones coming up, which will be breaking down my top three life lessons that I've learned in my very short but event-filled life. And setting boundaries is on the third top three of my list, you know, the third place. And that's what we're starting off with. And if you want to hear more about the two others, stay tuned for the weeks to come. Now, I will spoil you my list so that you know what you can be anticipating. And these all lessons, I feel like, are so important that I want to dedicate a whole episode to each and every one of these lessons. Plus, everybody relates to different things and has their own problems, so you can all listen to the episodes that interest you the most. Anyway, um, so the top three life lessons that I've learned so far in my short life are at place number one, is that acceptance brings resilience and peace. And in general, accepting, it's hard to, I'm not going to start opening the concept here, but just in general, basically accepting the challenges that life brings to you and accepting the situation where you're in and the situations where you can't do anything about Like I said, I'm not going to open it more here, but I don't mean that if somebody is actually causing you harm or you're being mistreated and so forth, that you're just like accepting that situation. No, I mean more like the challenges that life brings to you and that you can't do anything about, even though you would want to fight as much as possible. There are just certain things, certain restrictions that are just applying to you and that you can't do anything about in that current situation. And the best thing that you can therefore then do is to accept it and to try and live the best life that you have in that current circumstance. But more on that in a few weeks. In place number two is to not compare yourself with anybody. And if you do compare, is to compare yourself with somebody who has it worse than you. But in general, the basic rule is to don't compare yourself. And I think that's pretty self-explanatory, but still going to dive into it in the next week episode next week's episode or the next time an episode comes out because i'm not going to promise it's going to come out next week anyway but i will try and last but not least on my place number three the third life lesson that i've learned so far is setting boundaries and the importance of setting boundaries and that is what we will be talking about today ladies and gentlemen i hope you're doing well i hope that you're accompanied by whatever you want to be accompanied by when you're listening to this. Hope your cleaning is going well, your walk, your shopping, whatever you might be doing. And let's just dive into it. This mamacita is... I can't talk. This mamacita is Thursday, so I will be drinking some water. Excuse me while I hydrate myself. And since I will be hydrating myself, why don't you go and get yourself a glass of water? Because I feel like nobody drinks enough water, honestly. Not even me. Before we get started, I don't know how far I can talk and articulate well enough because I've had my wisdom teeth removed, my bottom wisdom teeth removed last Wednesday and we are currently Sunday. So it's one, two, three, four days post-op 
and the swelling is almost completely gone. So, um, I think we're doing pretty good, but anyway, it, yeah, we'll see. I'm talking pretty fine right now, but you'll never know. You never know if there might be any complications. Okay, first of all, what are boundaries, or what do I mean by boundaries? If we want to talk about setting boundaries, we also have to understand what is actually meant by the word boundaries. In my opinion, there are different types of boundaries for different situations, and everybody struggles with different aspects of boundaries. So not everybody has issues setting um, social boundaries, not everybody has issues setting physical boundaries, but some people do, and you don't have to have boundaries, um, you don't have to have problems setting boundaries in both areas, or you can. It just really depends on the person and the family and upbringing where you've come from. More on that later. I wrote down a few, three actual different types of boundaries that I came up with, which are very vague. First one being social boundaries, and by social boundaries, I mean the time that you spend with your friends and family, the the amount yeah, of time that you spend with them, and if you can control it or not, like if you can set a boundary that you won't be seeing a certain person at a certain time because you need time for yourself. Also, social boundaries include how much you help others and how much you don't, so forth. Those kind of boundaries, there are probably more, but these are the list I kind of came up with within the social boundaries. Then there are physical boundaries, meaning your the boundaries to your actually actual body, who gets to touch it, who doesn't get to touch it, that you own your body and you have the right to decide over it. And also your home, like your physical home where you live. I see that as a physical boundary. Um, it is your home, your place. Who do you let into your home? Who has Who is allowed to come there? And setting boundaries as to setting people away from your home when it's not a safe and comfortable environment for you. When <laughs> another person is there, you know? And by this, I don't mean... For instance, a couple who owns their own home. Obviously, in those situations, it's hard to set a boundary where you repel the other person from your home because it is also their home. And sometimes, for instance, for illegal reasons, you can't do that without having a restraining order or so forth. But anyway, you get the idea of general physical boundaries. And then I came up with a financial boundary. So what you use your money for. What do you pay for? Who do you pay for? Where your money? Where does your money go? How much control do you have on your own money? Does somebody else use your money, etc.? I feel like the biggest boundaries that people struggle with and that are the most concrete are the social boundaries, and then the two others are maybe not as frequent, um, but they still exist. The list is not, you know there <laughs> there's probably a lot more boundaries but these are just the general ones that i came up with now we have established what boundaries are but then we continue with why boundaries are so vital what makes them important why do we have to have boundaries why is it a life lesson on my list god i'm going to be thirsty after this episode i see it this way boundaries are the key to self-preservance and ensuring that you're feeling both mentally well, but also fulfilled, in control, and to ensure that you're getting enough rest 
and enough personal time. To specify on staying in control, life is not to be controlled. I don't see it that way. But I think that we can all agree that some sense of control in your life, of your life, brings you peace and brings you uh, a quiet mind. Whether you are a planner or whether you are a person who likes to live in the moment, you still need some sense of control in your life in order to feel fulfilled and at peace, really. Because if you feel like you don't have any control in your life, usually your life is pretty chaotic in the sense. Of course, that can also bring peace to some people, but I feel like for most of us, some sense of control, no matter how small it may be, um, is still essential in order for us to feel peaceful in our life. Boundaries also ensure that you are not walked all over like a carpet. They ensure a sense of equality between parties. If you are in a very unequal situation with another person, setting boundaries brings that imbalance closer to an equal balance, basically how I see it. And it might not be a perfect equality, but it's still closer than it was before. And most importantly, I feel like boundaries help you tell the right people from the toxic or abusive ones and or abusive ones. Meaning that in many relations, if you are a person who helps a lot other people or who just really isn't like doesn't notice patterns in social situations and you haven't really set boundaries before, setting boundaries enables you to realize the people who don't let you have your own personal time, who don't value that you take your own time and who don't understand that you also need your own time the same way that they need their own time. Those people often also tend to be toxic because they set themselves as a number one priority, which is obviously fine, but they also expect you to set them as a number one priority and not yourself as a number one priority. Now, these are some reasons as why too, why boundaries are vital. But I think we all know what boundaries are, why they're important, why, etc. But still, we struggle to set our own boundaries again and again in problem solving or in situations where I talk about my problems or share problems with friends or acquaintances or whatever. I feel like it's, it's repeatedly brought up the importance of boundaries and how a lot of the problems that we have in our life really comes down to setting boundaries. Now, obviously, not every single problem, you know, I'm not going to disclose. Is it disclose? No, I'm not going to put a disclaimer into everything that I'm going to say because we all know that there's, you know, the statements that I make are not final and unexclusive. Is that, I don't know, is that what I mean? <laughs> anyway, but I feel like in many cases, the problems that arise in people's lives comes from the problem of setting boundaries. And this is why I'm going to open next. Often outsiders notice your problem of setting boundaries, but you don't notice it yourself until, you know, suddenly you, one day a light bulb pops in your head and you're like, like, what, why am I bending over in these situations when I'm not supposed to and I'm not taking care of myself? So why is it then so hard to respect your own boundaries, the boundaries that you have set and that you're supposed to stick to? Well, first of all, habits are hard to break and not having a boundary is a habit. So then 
trying to break that habit is obviously hard. And the more time you have spent not having boundaries, the harder it's obviously probably going to be. Simply because you have a certain habit of doing or being available or whatever. And it's hard to break. Also, people-pleasing is for some people almost a personality trait where other people's comfort surpasses your own comfort and your own time. I am personally a people-pleaser. I've tried to get out of this habit, but I know that I will never completely get out of it. I love pleasing people. It's one of my favorite things to do. I love it when I can make somebody else happy or a group feel happy and harm harmonized in harmony whatever so forth but in many situations people pleasing is very toxic for yourself simply because it's hard to you would rather break your own boundary and your own comfort in order to please somebody else simply because of the joy that it brings yourself to help others but by doing that and never listening to yourself you're simply going to drive yourself completely exhausted and without any resources to really take care of yourself and who's going to be there to take care of yourself if not you obviously hopefully your loved ones but in the end you you only have really completely yourself to count on to take care of you you always know that you will take care of yourself you know, if you really set your mind to it, you're in control of yourself and taking care of yourself, whereas you're not in control of other people taking care of you. About people pleasing, or not really, but boundaries come from believing in yourself, um, come from believing that you're right, partially, and in abusive or toxic relationships, and I don't mean romantic relationships only, I mean any kind of human interaction, a relationship basically these abusive or toxic relationships make you question your decisions and make you ask yourself if it's your fault they make you question your own decisions even though there's nothing to be questioned causing the is it my fault syndrome what i named it to so therefore if you're setting a boundary to yourself that you're trying to respect in an abusive or toxic relationship the other person is going to make you question that boundary and make it possibly feel silly or make it feel like taking time to yourself and canceling seeing somebody else, seeing this toxic friend, is in no way your problem. It is helping you to take time to yourself in order to fully be there for your friend once you're able to see them. But if that friend then acts toxically and, you know, gets hurt because you cancelled or rescheduled, you know, seeing that person, it will probably make you question if it's your fault, if this is a repeating pattern, and if you have been brought up in a certain way where you question your own decisions and whether things are your fault automatically or not. And therefore, obviously I refer to this person as a friend, but we all know that that person is toxic and should be cut out, you know? Is it my fault syndrome? is very real and the same way as people pleasing it's a very big issue in setting boundaries to yourself but it's not something that can't be handled it's something that you just have to be aware of and something that can be worked on definitely and lastly why it's so hard to respect your own boundaries is that you don't necessarily always know your body so both physical and social boundaries 
are sometimes hard to set because you don't know always how much energy you have, how much mental capacity or how much physical capacity you have to do something actually. And this comes especially in cases where your normal bodily function has somehow been restricted, for instance, by a chronic illness. Uh, ding ding here, person talking, <laughs> talking can confirm this. It is extremely frustrating, difficult, and hard to set boundaries when your mind is still pretty alert, pretty energized, but your body hangs only to a certain small limit of the same energy and you only have a lot less energy to do everything that you'd like to do compared to what you were before the chronic illness so i still don't know my body i feel like i know it pretty well but i don't know it completely well it still hits me many times when i've overpassed my limits um, that i've tried to set and it's still a journey for me like i feel like it it's a journey for everybody but anyway, we have now covered what are boundaries, why they are vital, and why it's so hard to respect them. Now that's great. You know, I think these are all things that you can also deduce by yourself. But here is where I want to bring in the podcast hotline part, meaning some tips for trying to actually set the boundaries and to respect them. What are some things that you can do if you feel like you're struggling with setting boundaries? Before that, I need to go get some water because I am thirsty. I literally feel like I always drink like one liter of water when I'm recording these episodes. And my cheeks are kind of starting to hurt. So we'll see how far we get with this episode. Anyway, thank you for listening and let's continue. So tips for setting your boundaries and respecting them. Firstly, to listen to your body. Wow, what a surprise. You should basically know your body the best and a lot of the time it is telling you how much energy you actually have. You just have to listen to it. Also, it's important to remember the difference between your body or listening to your body versus your mind. For mo In most cases, people have a lot more mental capacity than they have physical capacity, meaning you can plan so much more into your schedule of what you like to do and what you feel like you have the time and energy to do, but that your body simply won't have the energy to handle. A prime example of this is, for instance, if you're studying or working, and then on top of that, you've planned a full schedule of things that you want to do, of events you want to attend, of people you want to see, etc. You're not giving your body any time to rest. And even though it's stimulating you mentally and it's making you feel good, your body will backfire at some point because it's not getting that rest. Your body is truly incredible. It tells you so much not just when you're hungry or when you're tired or when you're stressed or when you're whatever i just feel like a lot of the time we are simply ignoring all of the key factors that it's trying to message to us and only listening to what we want what our brain wants what we're thinking so immersed in our thoughts that we're not actually focusing on what our body is trying to tell us for instance right now i'm ignoring the fact that my teeth are kind of hurt or my non-existent wisdom teeth or the small amount of swelling that still is in my mouth, is trying to tell me, please, for the love of God, stop talking. 
I am in pain. <laughs> I am not in so much pain that I would stop doing this, but it is feeling a little uncomfortable, so I might have to, you know, pause this, but whatever. It doesn't matter to you because you're only listening to this, and if I record this some other time, you will still be listening to the same episode. Anyway, but I'm listening to my body. I'm aware of my jaw being very strained and swollen and that I should not be talking, but I know that I'll be fine and I can just continue. I just need to drink more water again. Anyway, listening to your body. Easier said than done. I know, okay? But I still feel like it's important to bring up because it's not something that I feel like is brought up anywhere unless you get a chronic illness like me or you have to listen to your body because your body is setting the rules. It's been two and a half years since I got the mononucleosis and it became chronic. And for two and a half years or just one, two years, I don't know. Anyway, for a very long time, I've had to listen to my body as to what I can and cannot do, especially my first year at university, I had absolutely no way that I could plan my day in any single way without, you know, taking my body into consideration. But in general, I just couldn't plan anything because I had no idea how much energy I would have and no idea what my body would tell me. So I could wake up and feel very energized, but I had no idea how much resources my body would have that day if I had the energy to both study and see my friends or did I only have the energy or for one or the other or did I simply only have the energy to go for a walk and then just lay in bed the rest of the day I had no idea until I got up and started doing things and then that really taught me that I have to listen to my body it also taught me acceptance <laughs> and it taught me to don't compare my situation to anybody else's no but I mean I know I talked about all the life lessons but still it mostly taught me acceptance and to set my boundaries and really respect them and respecting my like respecting my body and the boundaries that they were setting because I wasn't actually mentally setting the boundaries. It was my body that was setting the boundaries for me and I had no choice but to listen to it or then be in bed crying because I had stepped over those boundaries. It still happens. Now, when I step over my boundaries, I think it was yesterday or the day before that I cried again because I was exhausted from stepping over my boundaries. Actually, this time it was because of my wisdom teeth removal and uh, my body was really strained from that and the medication, like the pain medication I was taking and the antibiotics and all of that, you know, it was a big stress factor on my body. But still, it was also kind of, I've been traveling I've been seeing a lot of... Also, well, a prime example of this where I was stepping over my boundaries was I was a few weeks ago in Rovaniemi and I saw my friends there for a whole week. I had a very busy week. I was at work. I was seeing friends. I was going on road trips, like small road trips to close by areas because the weather was fantastic and I knew that my friends were there for only a week and the week after that, I would pretty much be alone. So I really wanted to take out uh, I really wanted to enjoy the moment and, you know, get the most out of it. And I absolutely don't regret it. But I knew I was stepping over my boundaries because I could already tell that my body was pretty tired and that it should have needed a few rest days in between. But I went and did what was fun because I knew that there was only a short amount of time and, you know, carpe diem, and I enjoyed it. But that meant that the week after that, I was sick for three days, both with a stomach bug 
and then with a cold. And this was partly because my immune system was compromised because I had taken the COVID vaccine. But it was also partly because I had pushed my body and I had gone over my limits. Actual physical, yeah, well, yeah well, I talked about physical boundaries being your body. So for me, my biggest boundary problem is my physical boundaries, how much my body can take, what I can and can't do, etc. I talked about the fact that I'm a people pleaser, but my physical boundaries are so strong that they also automatically set a certain social boundary because I don't have the capacity to please people in the same way to help others in a self-destructive way kind of that's a very strong word but you know what I mean when you're helping other people so much that you're stopping to take care of yourself enough because it brings you so much joy to help others anyway that kind of people pleasing so I don't have the capacity to do that because my body won't let me. So I have to prioritize myself if I want to get out of bed in the morning. And that's a very high priority for me right now because I would like to live my life. So I don't have the capacity to people please because I have to take care of myself. And that's awesome. But um, I'm still learning to set my physical boundaries and to accept them and to actually respect them. I'm trying my hardest. But you know, just sometimes you want to live your life. Sometimes I want to have a little glass of wine. And then that might mean that my tummy is upset, but then it will be. But, you know, just whatever. There's a good 80-20. 80% respecting your boundaries. 20% you can, you know, a little overstep your boundaries. You know, if it if it makes you feel comfortable. If it makes you feel happy. But not for anybody else. Okay, anyway. Anyway, <laughs> number one was to listen to your body. I think we've gone pretty well through that tip. If you have a hard time tuning in with your body, if you feel like you don't know how to do that... I would recommend meditation. It's a great start. Or journaling or just meditation in the sense that you can just also stop, for instance, right now and analyze a little head to toe. How are you feeling? Do you feel any tension anywhere? Perhaps in your neck or shoulders like me every single day, Jesus. Or in your head? Are your muscles tense or do you feel relaxed? Do you feel stressed right now? Is there something that you should be doing? Or are you feeling free, peaceful, on vacation? I don't know, vacation mode? Um, Or are you feeling tense, perhaps? Depressed? Sad? Happy? Just tune in with yourself a little while. Hope that, you know, that made you think a little. And not just that, that was a lot of emotional evaluating. Uh, but the tenseness, I feel like that tells a lot about your body. If you're feeling very tense, it could be a sign of stress or stress in any way. Both in a good or in the bad sense. Usually it's in the bad sense. How's your stomach feeling? Are you feeling tense there or stressed or is your stomach feeling normal? Are you feeling hungry? Really just listening to cues. I feel like as my mom always said that our stomach is like a second brain and I totally totally you know quote that because apparently our stomach system has like so much more nerves than our brain or something i don't know but you know how you feel when you're nervous and you have kind of like butterflies in your stomach or your stomach twists your body is communicating to you so i feel like a stomach also gives you is a very key factor into this and tuning into your body is something that you can also learn over time and becoming more receptive to your body's signals that's one of the I would say easiest things to do because it 
but it obviously just requires time from you and the actual will to want to listen to your body. What I recommend it to everybody for every single problem that you might have, listen to your body. Okay, water break. If you drink water every time that I drink water in this episode, you will be very hydrated by the end of this. Okay, tip number two is to notice what you are feeling when you intend to break your boundary. That means that you've set a boundary to yourself. Let's take an example. Your boundary is that Friday evening, you're not seeing anybody. Of course, if you live with your partner, then them, but you're not inviting anybody to your place and you're not going to somebody else's place. You've set that boundary to yourself because you need the time to yourself. You've had a very busy week and you need the time to just do nothing, be available for no one and to just rest, really, okay? And then you get a call from your friend, you know, very dear Jessica, who asks you if you could come and help her with some important thing jessica has a dog and she went for a walk with that dog but it ran away for some reason and now she's panicking and she's asking for you to come over and help her now you can respect your boundary or then you can break it jessica doesn't live quite close to you so it's a little out of your way really to go there but you can really feel how panicked she is Jessica will probably find her dog on her own and you can just calm her on the phone or you can go up there, drive to her place and be there for her and help her find her dog. Now, at least in my case, this is a situation where I could intend to break my boundary. And now noticing what you're feeling in that situation when you're intending to break that boundary is crucial simply because in this situation, if you were to go and help Jessica find her dog... It could be feeling sorry for her, feeling um, the urge to want to help, to want to be there for her, to calm her down. But if you're acting out of guilt when you're breaking your boundary, is a moment in which you should not be breaking that boundary. If you're only going to Jessica's place simply because you're going to feel guilty for staying at home, then you shouldn't be going to Jessica's place. Then you're breaking your boundary on a wrong intent. You have to break the boundary in, in order for it to make you feel better. Obviously, if you're going to Jessica's place out of guilt, it could still make you feel better. But more likely, if you're going to Jessica's place feeling guilty, you're going to come back home feeling frustrated and a little bit angry because Jessica has now taken away of your precious short Friday night time by yourself. But if you're going to Jessica's place feeling sorry for her and wanting to help her on a more positive feeling you're gonna go back home feeling peaceful and positive as well because you're not acting out of guilt in noticing what you're feeling when you're intending to break your boundary also comes the question of what caused it what caused you to break your boundary now once again it depends on the situation and whatever it might be but if it's a very important boundary to you what caused you to break it if we take my physical boundary, for example, so I know that drinking alcohol obviously is not good for anybody, but it's especially not good for me. And once in a while, doesn't matter. But drinking alcohol more than one day a week or a month, but just in general, like more often than like if you have a party, like a weekend 
party thing and you know you have both on friday and saturday something drinking both on friday and saturday for me is a very no-go okay or if i have two events the same week that involve alcohol it's a very no-go so that's my boundary but if i know i have two very interesting very hyped up events that i want to go to and which i would both like to drink a little bit or whatever amount i want to i know that i can i'm uh, there's a chance that i might step over that boundary for once and just do it and live my life and i have to f- think about what actually caused it and usually it's um partly frustration with the situation that i'm in and that you know i want to live a normal life and then i have to you know pay the consequences but I feel like that's a little different with the physical boundaries because it's me talking to my body and it doesn't involve another person, you know? I feel like problems with boundaries often occur when it involves another person. So let's say, let's say in the same alcohol, <laughs> alcohol scenario, wow, it's my friend who just got engaged or whatever. We're celebrating something and I wasn't intending on drinking because I was already at a party the weekend before when I drank. But I feel like I would be boring if I wouldn't drink and my friend really wants to drink a glass of champagne with me. Now, once again, me stepping over my boundary has to be out of me actually wanting to do it and being happy for my friend and wanting to celebrate it specifically with alcohol, not without alcohol, and not from me being guilty that I don't want to drink and therefore drinking. Because then again, that will accumulate frustration towards my friend and that I might take out in a wrong way or that I might then, you know, hold against her in some way that I might not even notice. Analyzing what you're feeling and what caused you to step over your boundary is incredibly important because it once again ties in hand in hand with the fact that you shouldn't be stepping over your boundaries out of guilt and out of the feeling that you did something wrong when setting you set your boundaries because no that's just no okay no guilty feelings here boundaries are to be respected you know by other parties and by yourself obviously in your own terms you can set the boundaries and you can take them down however you want to you can loosen them you can tighten them that's the great thing about boundaries it's not a physical wall that you build first for like five years and then that you can't take down like the wall of china now you know it's a mental boundary so you can you can move it wherever you want to great so don't feel guilty for putting boundaries and for respecting them if other people don't understand those boundaries that's their problem not yours don't make it your problem respecting boundaries is also a sign of maturity it's a sign of empathy of understanding why somebody else is setting that boundary i don't know about you but i certainly don't necessarily want to do have anything to do with immature people or with unempathic people in my life just saying i don't know what number of tip this is but just anyway the next tip i have for you is setting your boundaries it's not necessarily a tip but something that might um, motivate you to set your boundaries or um, to keep them or to i don't know just analyze them (laughs) or the situations when you're breaking them is that boundaries help you understand your needs and your behavior pat behavioral patterns by this i mean that if you haven't ever set a boundary before and you're setting it for the first time ever 
you are learning how much you actually need time, for instance, for yourself, how much you've actually helped other people, how much you have overstepped the limit of what you can take both mentally and physically. And it understand helps you then for therefore understand what you need in your life in the sense that if it's a social boundary and you are setting boundaries as to how much you're you're available for other people and your friends, it's gonna teach you how much time you need by yourself, how much rest your body needs, your mind needs in order for you to feel energized and have be at your fullest potential. If it's a physical boundary, setting the boundary will teach you what your body needs. Once again, it kind of ties with the social boundary, but in a different way. It will teach you what your body needs, how much uh, food it'll need, how much water, how much rest. Simply taking more time to yourself might mean that you don't have to sleep as much because you're already resting partly. If you're constantly oversleeping, it's probably because you are compromising in other situations. This comes from a person who sleeps 10 hours every night, nine and a half hours to 10 hours. It's crazy. I would love to sleep less. So if we're anybody complaining about their eight hour sleep, honey, I sleep 10 hours. Okay, that's two hours less every single, every single day, <laughs> two hours less. And I'm still doing completely fine. So, so will you, honestly. Sleep is the most important part of restoration and getting energy. So have those just, yes, sleep enough people. And for instance, with money boundaries, setting that boundary will help you understand how much stuff you, for instance, need. Like, what are you actually purchasing? It will be, make you more conscious of your money usage, of your financial situation, basically. And I feel like a lot of the time people are always like, oh, I didn't even realize that I'm using so and so much money for like Netflix and HBO that I'm not actually using. And if you're setting those boundaries or if you're learning, you know, if not even that, but if somebody else is using your Netflix, how much money is that costing you without even realizing it when it's somebody else who should be paying for it or whatever the situation might be? You know, of, of course, there are situations where you want to pay for somebody else's Netflix and that's absolutely awesome. For instance, in my family, my, my dad pays for our Netflix and I'm still truly grateful for that. I'm not complaining, but you know, he hasn't set a boundary to me who said and said that hey you need to start paying for this if you would i would absolutely respect it and say like yes i have moved from home and in general i'm the one who watches it so i will obviously pay for it oh my god i'm so privileged anyway anyway it will help you understand your needs and talking about when i said behavioral behavioral patterns i mean this uh, setting boundaries for instance helps you notice your people pleasing it helps you notice the is it is it my fault syndrome because those boundaries will m make you think and will bring thoughts into your head jesus my sword <laughs> setting boundaries will bring thoughts into your head around the topics of for instance people pleasing if you're a, a very strong people pleaser Setting boundaries will probably make you feel guilty for not helping that other person. And then you will maybe start noticing the feeling of guilt of spending time by yourself or with yourself or uh, your loved one, your partner, instead of spending time with your friend who, in quote unquote, needs you. Okay? That friend probably has other friends and you also have 
all the authority and the right to the time for yourself. Now, if you're suffering from the is it my fault syndrome, setting boundaries will make that thought pop into your head. Is this my fault? Especially in a toxic relationship. Is this my fault syndrome, in my opinion, is, um, is created in a toxic relationship, in a toxic environment. It's not a behavioral pattern or a thought pattern that is born with us when we are born into this world. It's not a behavioral, uh, it's not a thought pattern that you should opt for automatically in your life. Thinking is something your fault automatically. No, it's something that has been taught to you externally. Often it involves um, somewhat of a narcissistic, per- narcissistic person or just a very selfish person in general in order for you to start thinking about everything as if it's your fault or not. And it's a behavioral pattern, therefore it can still be changed. But you're not going to be able to change it if you don't notice the pattern and if you don't notice your thoughts and the feelings of guilt. A lot of, a lot of this general, just a lot of this in general, if you haven't noticed already by now, evolves around the thought of guilt. Overstepping your boundaries because of the reason because of feeling guilty is often the reason as to why it's people have such a hard time respecting your boundaries especially when it comes to other people in like situations where you're setting a boundary towards other people and not a boundary just to yourself in setting boundaries just to yourself overstepping the boundary usually causes frustration and that's why it's so hard to respecting the respect them because it takes acceptance and um, being very in tune with your body in order to be at peace and be able to respect your physical boundaries. Now, a great example of this, overstepping your boundaries, your own personal boundaries that causes you frustration and not listening to your body is overscheduling in the sense that um, you are first working a nine to five job or whatever it might be. And then you have all the bunch of other things that you want to do in your life. At some point, your body is going to be so exhausted that it's either going to catch a cold or another virus, or you're going to cry, or you're going to feel extremely stressed, restless, frustrated, and you have absolutely no idea why. You want to know why? Because you haven't been listening to your body. You haven't been in tune. You haven't let yourself rest because you have so much fun things that you can do in your life and that you want to do in your life. But honey, you won't have time or the energy to do those fun things if you don't let yourself breathe. You don't start running a marathon by running the marathon. No, you have to train for it first. And even when you run a marathon, it's a one-time thing, okay? And then you have to rest. It's not like you run a marathon every single day. No, right? So you can think of overstepping your boundaries as running a marathon, If you overstep your boundaries just a little, it's like training for a marathon, meaning that the recovery is probably going to be faster. If you overstep your boundaries by actually running the whole marathon, your body is also going to need so much more time to recover from that, both if it's the physical boundary or if it's a social boundary, because you're not giving yourself the time that you need that you've specifically tried to set aside and tried to give yourself by setting that said boundary you've tried to protect yourself either mentally or physically or whatever it might be by setting that boundary and by overstepping it 
you are just putting your body through a marathon, basically. Your body or your mind, whatever it might be. Usually it's a chain effect and it's it's not pretty. Anyway, setting boundaries setting boundaries is easier said than done. But I was really surprised over how much of our issues really comes down to setting boundaries. Some real life example and anon- anonymous ones. Uh, one of them exactly which I talked about is um, overbooking yourself to the point that you're so exhausted that you can't tell your stress, your frustration, and your sadness apart. You can't really tell what's causing the stress. And that just comes from the fact that you're not giving yourself time to breathe and to restore and to really just do nothing. Even though you'd feel like you want to do something on the weekends, if you're already working a nine-to-five job and you're doing some other stuff on top of that, you're going to be completely tired by the end of the week simply because it is physically straining on your body and on your mind especially if it's not your absolute dream job that you're so passionate about that you can put in like 70 hours a week 100 hours a week whatever but even though you'd be putting like the normal amount of work into your dream job you would probably still be exhausted by the end of the week because it's a lot to do a nine to five job a nine eight hour shift let's not even talk about longer shifts than that so example number one example number two um setting a boundary of not helping others unless it's on your terms and then still helping that other person even though it hasn't been exactly on your terms probably out of guilt probably comes from a behavioral pattern of you putting themselves putting the other person first before you for such a long time that it's now hard to keep to that to that your to keep to your own personal boundary of putting yourself before them or putting yourself in an equal position to them so that it's not always them first and you second but them and you on an equal line and you choosing when you can help them and when you can't or at least making the line clear that you're on the same level and that they are not superior to you, that you don't owe them anything, in a sense. I feel like setting the boundaries and holding them are usually hard because of behavioral patterns and ways that we've acted before, and things that we're used to, things that we're not used to, things that we want to do, and the energy that we have to actually do it, and the difference between those two. I don't know. I feel like this is a very interesting topic. I would love to hear your thoughts on it. Um, if you've set boundaries and have you been able to respect them or is it something that you struggle with especially if there's like a different category than these that i've already mentioned but i feel like they're a pretty a pretty broad category that i talked about and um i hope that this helped you in some way i didn't give like that many tips but i feel like this is just a topic that it's important that is important to talk about I hope that this made you think and question whether you have boundaries or if that if you should be setting boundaries. Um, I hope this made you think about your mental well-being and your physical well-being. Are you feeling good? Is there something that you could do to make you feel even better? Setting boundaries is usually always best for you and for the people around you and setting boundaries is also divided obviously into setting them either for yourself or for others so restricting for instance your screen time is most likely going to benefit you the best and improve most likely your life 
in the better way, but it's not necessarily going to make, you know, your friend's life any better, okay? It might make your partner's life better because you're going to spend less time on the phone, meaning probably more time with them. But there are the boundaries that you set are obviously always for you, but there are the boundaries that are especially for you. And then there are the boundaries that you set towards other people that are also that are more to protect you and not to not for you not to I don't know I think maybe you get what I mean I don't know I feel like I'm all over the place right now but my cheeks are hurting so bad that I need to end this podcast episode today I have no idea how long this was but I hope that you enjoyed it I will hear you in the next time with my life lesson number two meaning not comparing yourself with others until then i hope that you take care if you want to i would love for you to leave a little review or a five star or both on the podcast application on apple if you have that i don't know if you can leave reviews somewhere else but at least on the the uh, apple podcast app you can do that it would mean the world to me or just send me a dm on instagram at yasu stories or whatever wherever would mean so much to me i am always taken from your messages and they always wear my heart and they really motivate me to do this podcast so thank you so much for them and thank you so much for listening for tuning in a lot of you say that this sounds like you're chatting with a friend and that's exactly the vibe i'm going for it makes me so happy god i'm such a people pleaser anyway (laughs) it makes me so happy so i hope that you really get some joy out of this podcast anyway if there's any topics or like feedback that you want to give on this if there's something that irritates you or whatever just let me know okay i think this podcast is pretty good but obviously there's always things that you can improve and especially topics to discuss because i have interesting topics i want to talk about but i don't know if they always interest you so i try to choose topics that are interesting and that are thought-provoking such as this one um i hope that you go out there and listen to your body and um figure out your own boundaries, whatever they might be, uh, whatever might be best for you right now, and that you go and live the best life possible. Anyway, love you so much. Thank you for listening to this, and I will hear you in the next episode, whenever that might be. (laughs) Okay, bye! (laughs)